0: Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta move on. Mike Young, stories that need to be told. Back again, still in Detroit. Two and a half weeks into my stay in Detroit, maybe more. Could be three weeks. Feeling great. Feeling nostalgic. Tomorrow we go up north to northern Michigan, Charlevoix, Michigan. My family's had a house up there forever. It's the nicest place on earth. People don't even know. I've been telling my Hollywood crew about it forever, but at this point, I'm done asking. I'm done, I'm done inviting people. You either understand or you don't that northern Michigan is the most beautiful place in the country during the summertime. You got Lake Michigan, Lake Charlevoix, all right there, all connected, beautiful, gigantic bodies of water. We got the boats up there. It's just good living. It's the way you want to live. It's how I want to live. It's how I'm going to live. So we're going up tomorrow. Once again, I'm in my mom's house. I got my brother right next to me. Before he falls asleep, we're gonna get him on the podcast. He just finished swimming a thousand laps or a thousand yards. What'd you swim? Thousand fifty. Thousand fifty yards, and uh, pretty impressive. He swam it all back at our old stompy grounds, the Southfield Civic Center. For those of you from Southfield, Michigan or Detroit area, you know Southfield Civic Center. It's public. It's public park.
1: Do you have anybody on there uh, that listen from Southfield? Any Southfield, Michigan people on
0: there? Yeah, we got people that listen from Southfield, for sure. Who do you have? Everyone from a bunch of people from Southfield. Listen to your podcast? Yeah. It goes up on the Southfield Lathrop website. There's a Southfield Lathrop website? My brother has no idea. He just found out about the internet today. Um, He's been in the world working for a long time, and he knows that this internet stuff is big and social media is a real thing, but he has no idea... How to see a comment, to read a comment, to view a comment. He doesn't know what's going on. He just lives as a just a just a handsome young caveman. I, I did floor hockey at Leonard Elementary School. That's all he does. My brother started swimming at. at uh, he's swimming back at at Civic Center to reconnect with his youth, which is what I can tell you're doing. Because you don't live nearby. You don't live close to it. It's miles from your house, but something's drawing you back to the old neighborhood. Because we grew up playing hockey at Civic Center. We grew up sledding down the hill at Civic Center, going to picnics with the family. Dad played softball at Civic Center. I mean, Civic Center is the deal. Yo, the Kiwanis Carnival, the pavilion. Yo, it's where Joe Napote, the comedian, I saw him do comedy when I was nine years old. That's He doesn't even know He influenced At the Civic Center At the Civic Center In the pavilion During a carnival Him and a clown Did like a whole act (laughs) Howard Howard Now my mom just piped in What up ma Howard was the clown They did who's on first Who's on second
1: Oh yeah Like in the On the stage At the Southfield Uh Civic Center So it's a
0: nostalgic Amazing place And it's where our first Jonah Pony babysat us Jonah Pody, who is a famous comedian who's done very well for himself. famous from the Viper television show as well. Was... Loved playing racquetball, and my dad was the best racquetball player around in Detroit back in the day, and he... I don't know if he taught Jonah Pody racquetball or they just played against each other and kind of like played each other at the Suffolk Athletic Club. Either way, Jonah Pody, I saw him do comedy when I was nine years old and I saw the clown up there with him, Howie, and they did a whole act and it kind of like got me inspired and yeah. I, I'm sure I've told Joe that before. But uh, bottom line is it was at the Civic Center where we were today where my brother was swimming laps. But as you get older, there's something in people that wants to bring them back to home and the civic center if we were ever going to go to anywhere that represented home it's it's the civic center and i walked out there where the ice rink was and it literally still smelled like every hockey player that's ever come through there you know what i mean
1: it's still the same flooring it's still the same everything
0: same flooring same layout same everything but it was cool to be back there because you know we got a thousand stories From the Civic Center I remember Mike Hartman Mike Hartman who played for the Rangers Won a cup with the Rangers 12-13 years in the NHL Best hockey player in our area He was a little older than me And my brother played against his brother And I remember my brother Remember you got in a fight with Ricky Hartman In a game And next thing you know Mike Hartman The pro about to be a professional hockey player Shows up at the rink Right. With Marty Quarters, who we later became great friends with. Yep. But the two of them showed up to fight the two of us. And it didn't happen. It didn't go down.
1: No, but, if it, 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 but we weren't afraid.
0: We weren't afraid, and it would have been a way tougher tussle than they thought it would have been. They are
1: both older than us, and they are both bigger and stronger. I mean, you had a professional hockey player, and then you had Marty, who just thought he was tough as hell. Who probably was tougher when he was in high school.
0: Marty was thick and athletic back then. He was strong. He was strong. But, yeah, we were not I worried.
1: Take, I would have taken Marty, gotten through with him, and then helped you with Mike. That's how that Right, gone down.
0: right. And then you and I, at that time, yeah, it would have been me and you against Hartman. Yeah, because Marty
1: would have been out of the equation.
0: Out of the equation, Marty. Okay. Even though Marty's strong, he was very strong. I don't want to just discount Marty's toughness and ability to throw. Strength doesn't mean you can fight. Right. But I think Hartman at the time could fight, so that was going to be a Hartman war could fight for sure. That's why Hartman I'm fought everybody him. in the NHL when yeah. he got older. He yeah. fought everybody. Yeah. yeah, he was a notorious tough guy, even Funny though little. He was little
1: he, he, wasn't, he wasn't when he came up. He was a scorer. They turned him into a fighter. Right, he wasn't a
0: notorious fighter coming up, and they brought him in the NHL because he was a fighter. Oh no, you're wrong. Actually, he was a fighter when he got to the OHL.
1: But he had like 50 goals. I mean, he was a he was a goal scorer. It was like Probert was a goal scorer. Those guys were goal scorers, and they then because of their size and their strength, they had to have enforcers.
0: Right, but Hartman wasn't necessarily an enforcer. He was a he would just fight everybody. Koser was an enforcer. Probert was an enforcer. We went and saw Mike Hartman play a game in the OHL, me, Marty, Evan, I don't know, did you come to the game in yeah, Windsor? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. In Windsor, the
0: Spitfires. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we got there one minute late, and they're marching him off the ice.
0: No, we got there, they dropped the puck, Hartman got into a fight, yeah. he got thrown out of the game, and within four minutes, he was in a suit and tie, sitting with us watching the game. Yeah. He didn't even feel like playing. He just got in a fight. Beat the guy up, and then ended up in the stands with do you us thrown out. When we
1: were in college. We went and we watched him play when he was with Buffalo, and he was playing in Phoenix. And we drove up from Tucson with his sister. Yes, Michelle. yes. Me, you, and Michelle Hartman. We drove from Tucson to Phoenix to go yeah. watch the Buffalo Sabers play the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah, preseason
0: game. I do remember that. Wow. Yeah, Hartman was great. He was He was He played Super nice guy The nicest guy But that was the irony Of guys like that The irony of Hartman Was that He played this Nice guy role Super friendly Kind of almost naive Yeah And then If you Turn the switch on him Yeah He exploded
1: Do you remember When we used to play In high school And we would pick him up At the Ramada Inn On 12 and Telegraph and we would drive to Beachwood's Ice Arena, and we would go up to his hotel room to wake him up for, for drop-in hockey on Sunday mornings. Was, I don't remember that. We used yeah. to wake up Hartman? We used to wake up. Oh, yeah, I do remember up. that. We used to go pick him up. We'd go up to his hotel room, and every now and then... Somebody yeah. would walk out. <laughs> He'd have a girl. Yeah, there was always something going on. But it was fun. He was a nice, <laughs> always such a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah,
0: no, he was our first pro-athlete friend Um. growing yeah. up. I mean, basically. Yeah. We knew so. pro athletes because my dad Because dad had pro athlete friends Dad's friends were legend
1: Yeah, we had Hall of Fame
0: people mm-hmm. in our lives We had Hall of Fa- Al Kaline Detroit Tiger legend Just coming over the house on Sundays for brunch yep. Just hanging out, right Ma? Yep, Uncle Al Uncle Al, nicest guy in the world Beyond legend in the game of baseball I remember like teachers would find out That we knew Kaline and they would trip out yeah, you know, we
1: just thought he was just a Dad's friend who played for the Tigers because we didn't know him as a Tiger. Remember, we went to his retirement where they retired his number at Tiger yep. Stadium.
0: Yeah, it was to an honoring. It wasn't his retirement. It was. It was. A, it was at Tiger Stadium. We got it? an old Tiger. Stadium. Right, but I don't think it was his retiring. It was. It was, it was, it was They were honoring him. they were honoring him. Right, hanging up his jersey. Right, but I'm saying he had been retired for a long time.
1: They were no, no, no. That's a fa- true. He had been retired, not for a long time at all. He retired in 1974. This happened probably in like the late 70s, early 80s. They retired his number, six. I remember that. We, we drew a big there. poster for him. Yeah, we drew posters for him. We went there as his guests. We sat with Howard Kravitz, mom and dad, and Pauline. I mean, uh, yeah, Paula and Howard Kravitz.
0: Yo, we got to do some really cool stuff really as young kids from the Detroit area. Yo, yeah, I, I would go with Dad over to Al Kaline's house. Dad would let me skip school.
1: If he was going to do something with Al, like go to an autograph signing or go down and take batting practice, Dad would let me skip school and go with him, and he would drive Al. And I'd go and have breakfast at Al Kaline's house, and his wife, Louise, I would sit. That was the first time I ever had eggs. Was at Al Kaline's house. His wife Louise made them, and I remember going into his trophy room, and he would show me his golden gloves that he got for playing. And if you, and back then when you know when he got golden gloves, it was like in the, you know, fifties, sixties, and seventies. It was a real glove that they spray painted gold. Yeah. Now it's like probably like gold plated, but back then it was like just like a real like a Rawlings Wilson glove. Mounted to a piece of wood that was spray painted with a black. Right, it looked
0: like something the Tin Man would
1: have wore. Hundred percent in tin Wizard man. of Oz. It was, it was basically made around the same era <laughs> of the Wizard of Oz. I mean, Al played played
0: in three, one, two. He played in three decades. Dad always had friends that were athletes. Mike Lucci from the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, that was a friend of his. Right. Yep. From Bob the air Lucci was a big fella. I just remember him. Those old school football players were just huge without steroids. You know what I mean? They were just, like, big men. Yeah, those meat and potatoes back then. Meat and potatoes. Wally Hilgenberg? Wally Wally. Hilgenberg, who I think ended up being a... Was he a Hall of Famer? I think he
1: was. The Vikings?
0: Yeah.
1: I think he is a Hall of Famer. Was. He passed away from uh, Alzheimer's. You know, he was one of the... No, he did not. He passed away from cancer. Oh, cancer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or um, was it... um, yeah, but he was a nice guy. I remember Wally Hilgenberg. Yeah. And best blue eyes ever. Yeah. You, had a, had, a, on, you had a crush on you had a crush on Wally? Mom had a crush on all dad's friends. No, hundred percent.
0: Bob Lanier. I remember having breakfast with Bob Lanier at the South Athletic Club. Yeah, I remember Bob Lanier, they were trying to like sell auction off his shoe. Yeah. Remember his shoe, yeah. he had like a size twenty one shoe or something?
1: Yeah. I remember uh I remember um Spencer Haywood. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Alex Karras. I remember Norm Cash right. and Jim Price. Yep. And, uh, How did remember, we not become pro athletes? I remember Gordy Howe, Ted Lindsay. I remember uh, Sid Abel at the club. Really?
0: And Gordie's boys.
1: And G- Mark and Marty. Didn't we get equipment from Mark and Marty Howe when we were little, Mom? I don't remember that. that Maybe. Wait,
0: did Dad know Gordy Howe at all? Yeah, he met him. I mean... Didn't I remember... Well, no, K-Line. I remember going to k house. I felt like one of my... Al's kids was actually, like, playing hockey for a minute.
1: Does that ring a bell like at all? One of the boys? Maybe. I don't know. They they go to Brother Rice. I don't know. I remember going over to the house, and they are always playing loud music upstairs. Al had the tiger
0: on his front lawn. He did? Yeah, he had the stone tigers.
1: He did? Yeah, you don't remember? I don't remember stone I tigers. I
0: just remember his
1: trophy room and he would open up his drawer and say and he'd have baseball cards that people would mail him to autograph but they wouldn't send a return address so he would just keep the cards and give them out like for Halloween but I would go over there and he'd open up the drawer and say, tell me to take whatever I wanted and he'd autograph them
0: I've right. got
1: autograph Al Kalon cards in uh, my photo album too right
0: you had no idea you got $30,000 worth of Al cards yo it
1: got me a B in Mr. McKay's English class mm-hmm. And Cause I, you gave him a card I gave him a, He was one of those teachers You referred to He knew that we were friends With Al Kaline And uh I was getting Not a great grade In the class Maybe less than a B What a
0: shack! And uh Shocker.
1: And uh I uh Yeah I bribed a teacher Fuck it I bribed a teacher In huh. high school With the Al Kaline autographed card And I, But The funny thing is I made him um I didn't just give him the card and get the grade. I gave him the card. He told me he collected. His favorite player was uh, Yogi Berra. And he had an autographed Yogi Berra. So not only did I give him the Al Line card and I got the higher grade, he gave me the yoga, Yogi Berra autograph card. I got a Yogi Berra autograph card upstairs.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yo, meanwhile, why? I'm trying to think of like... <gasps> South Dad's Dad's friends looked at us almost like we weren't, like, little kids. Like, we were, like, people. Like, yeah. did, I, did I tell you the story how Mr. Hershey had, like, a problem with, like, a car that drove by and some teenagers? When I was in third grade, and he was, like, young, do me a favor. Get me that license plate. Did I tell you, do you know no. that? Partners. I'm at Sims or Lathrop, I'm at Sims Elementary School. I'm not, I'm in third grade, and, you know, like, there were some rough white type, rough white kids, like, straight up from the outsiders type of kids yeah, yeah. in that neighborhood. Yeah. And a convertible car drove by, and they were like, Hershey, you loser. Fuck you, F you, Hershey. You ain't your Hershey. And they kept driving around while we were on recess. And Mr. Hershey comes to me. and goes, Young, do me a favor. Find out who those guys are. Give me that license plate. Yeah, So yeah. now I'm like, I'm the job. But I'm also thinking, like, that's such an interesting (laughs) thing for him to put a third grader to work like that. You're on
1: the job, and you just turned
0: nine. I'm nine years old, and I'm in the streets trying to get a license plate for him. Yep. Meanwhile, I found out who it was. I forgot the name of the guy, but he was, like, there was, like, a crew of those, like, real crazy, redneck, white boy. Greasers. Straight greaser type dudes, like guns and knives. Yeah, and I saw the car somewhere, and I actually got Hershey the information on it. <laughs> and you know, Dad's friends were no, they were no punks. No hell, no. who knows what he did? You know what I mean? Who knows? He probably went. And he probably had a, somebody had a talk with somebody. But Man. like, it just blows my mind that like he would come to me. Yeah, Mr. Hershey was a, a
1: legend, a Southfield legend.
0: Oh, absolutely,
1: Mr. Hershey, great Andrew, asset. Southfield. Anybody from Southfield, you could name. Name some of the legends from South. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name a legend right now. Ed Crass. Ed Crass, a number one legend of all time. Legend. He is first.
0: Legend on the baseball all-hammer. field. Legend in the softball field. Neighborhood legend. Actually, I, I think he he could have played pro ball. He either he did or he was a pitcher. Great pitcher, <laughs> back in the day. But he was also he was also he, best teacher of all time to the. Beyond a teacher, though, beyond a teacher, he yeah. created a movement. This yeah. is a guy who took a bunch of kids, a bunch of scrappy ass Southfield kids, develop let them develop their own their own, their own floor, floor hockey program. program. But it wasn't just a floor hockey program. It was like we were mini professional athletes. And it was a culture. It was a league. It was a real league with divisions and
1: captains and assistants and you got treated as such and there was a hierarchy and there was everybody wanted to you know vied for like a position everybody
0: wanted to win he created competi- healthy competition i was in fourth grade and you got to take off a, a you got to take off an hour in your in your fourth grade and go to the library and you would draft your team you would draft your you team. were taking time out of school yeah at yeah, lunchtime. this is before LeBron was getting to go on, you know, big trips because you were an athlete. At I was a fourth grade drafting floor hockey player. Yeah. What were you doing in fourth grade? You could sit at, at lunchtime, you could make your lineup
1: and go sit on like the stage away from everybody else. You'd have to like sit at the tables in the lunchroom. You could sit like the captains could sit and make their lineups. I remember love making lineups.
0: He he taught you organization. <laughs> He taught you all kinds of life skills. you guys didn't even know you were learning at the time. I kept drafting the second place team. Jason Cooper beat me every year. First it was Cooper. Then it was Steve Wijak. But meanwhile, in floor hockey, my brother sitting right here, he holds the record to this day for scoring, for points. Nobody's even come close. Your numbers are like Wayne Gretzky numbers in ice hockey. (laughs) It's Ridiculous! How yo, heavily you dominated that yo, league.
1: Yo, in the year that I got all the trophies, that I got the MVP, I got the scoring title, and we won the championship, was your bar mitzvah? Was the party? Was that night at that your bar mitzvah and the and the hockey banquet were the same night? And, and the night that I did your candlelight ceremony. Mr. Crass came in because they went down to like Joe Lewis Arena or something for the hockey banquet and Mr. Crass came to your bar mitzvah party with all my trophies huh. and ribbons and brought them there and all my accolades the biggest, the, the biggest night of my life I skipped for the biggest night of your life you're welcome <laughs>
0: Well, by the way, how else were you going to get to my bar mitzvah? I'm selfish. You didn't, you didn't, I'm you, so selfish. You didn't have a ride in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yo, they would have carried me on their shoulders. I didn't know that. Yeah, your bar mitzvah and the banquet the same night. Good planning. But well, I don't remember that, but yeah, I, I remember... Already, we took home Karen Roten that, that night. Did we drive her home? We drove her home from your bar mitzvah.
0: God, she was the prettiest girl ever in school. I remember writing notes to her back and forth, back and forth. Then we kissed in a closet somewhere. I think it was Saul Kogan's bar mitzvah. I couldn't get her bra for 20 minutes. God, I was advanced. Uh, Karen Roten, best skin in the business.
1: Yo, I'm ambidextrous. I can get any bra front or back. We had the prettiest girls in our area. Yo, Southfield girls. Yo, Southfield. Let's talk, let's talk about neighborhood movie stars and starlets. We had some of the most down-to-earth, cool, beautiful... Like girls were like dudes back then. They would like they were they were like like our chicks.
0: They were chicks, but they like dominated. They were like high level chicks in the neighborhood. Like, are you kidding? Flashlight tag was just. We should have just called it. Who can you make out within a bush while hiding? (laughs) We were definitely advances kids. Yo, I was talking to mom. I was telling you about this the other day. Coopers had the cousins. Those cousins, the fine cousin that would come to the, yeah. come into the neighborhood every summer, yeah. and we'd be playing flashlight tag, and my whole goal of life was just to get that cousin with the tall, <laughs> with the crazy long legs, just to spend some oh, flashlight yeah. tag time. Oh, I remember her. I remember Carrie. Her name was Carrie. Yeah. She was a legend. Coming in from Florida. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the tan leg. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for flashlight tag. Hell yeah. Mrs. Cooper knew to leave us alone.
1: Y'all, the parents left us alone. They just left us all outside in the dark. Yo, during the time the Oakland County Killer was loose,
0: we were playing flashlight tag at night in Oakland County. By the way, when the Oakland County Killer was loose, me, Berman, and Shango took our BB guns and went hunting for the Oakland County Killer. <laughs> Because we right. heard he we heard he was in the fr- on the fr- like somewhere down the freeway and like maybe in the woods. Yeah, we spent like an hour out there looking. We didn't and find. him. There, there was a rumor that he was down uh, on Evergreen and love mail. Yeah, we went looking for him. Yo, remember one day Timothy Driesnack my, came yeah. crying yeah. to our house because yeah. he thought a guy was chasing him in a car. Yeah,
1: that was a scary. Those were Do you scary remember times. we were outside with the Coopers down the street and a guy pulled up in the same car with a description of the one that the Oakland County Killer drove. We stopped at the end of the street of of Paul Revere and Glenn Mora while we were in the street playing street hockey.
0: Blue Gremlin blue with a hockey Gremlins stick. With a
1: hockey stick, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: pinstripe. That was a crazy, Hold on, scary time. Let's go back for a 2nd Let's, go, let's go neighborhood movie stars. All right, let's
1: go. Hold on, let's go adult. First of all, adults like super like parent like. So let's like like categorize it like teachers, parents,
0: guys and girls. Okay, let's start with the neighborhood movie star, finest girls in the neighborhood. I'll go Kim Weiss, two doors down, (laughs) cul-de-sac, looking like Farrah Fawcett in 10th grade. So fine that she had a boyfriend that would come over, and I would go over there shirtless and try to challenge him to a one-on-one basketball game when I was six years younger. And one time I pushed him into a tree, and I almost poked his eye out, which I felt bad about. Yeah. Yo, so let's not spend a gang load of time
1: on each one, no, because there is a billion of them. No,
0: we're gonna just go down the line. So does it doesn't. Oh. oh, oh, I don't know what you are gonna say. Who? Uh, Kelly Nemer. Kelly Niemer, I was definitely gonna put in the top ten neighborhood superstars. Uh-huh. She was friends with Randy Jacobs. She was a stunner. She looked like Carol Alt falling off a poster. She was fine, but there is a secret super surprise. The girl two streets down, Julie Sack. Oh, Oh, yeah. She was so fine, she had to become a rabbi. She had to leave the regular earth of society and go. She had to get the wolves were out. The wolves were coming at her. She
1: married to, I think, she moved to Israel. She
0: moved to Israel, married a rabbi, became a rabbi. She had to leave. She was so fine. Dan still brings her up. (laughs)
1: Literally,
0: still brings her up.
1: I'll throw one out there. Go.
0: Randy Kramer. You did that as a full blown lead in question. No, 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 no. no. We're starting off. Listen, she was the legend of the neighborhood. Miss California Cooler, best body in the country, beautiful girl. Like Kelly LeBrock before there was Kelly LeBrock. Throw another one out there. Joel. Can I say what I'm going to say? Joel and
1: Daniel, if you guys are listening, Daniel, I hope you're listening. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but if you're listening, half the reason I slept over your house was was to wake up and sleep on that cot that was right next to your bed because it opened to the hallway and there was Nomi's room and Wendy's room and we all shared that bathroom downstairs and in the morning, every morning I would wake up, those doors were open and I would roll over on that cot and wait for Nomi and Wendy to wake up because they were making tapes or whatever they were doing but they were always in their t-shirt walking around the house and I had such a crush on them but they were like my sister's but still, not my sisters. They were, <laughs> but they were like you know they were like my sisters, but they are beautiful
0: and they were fun, their personalities and their looks. Okay, t- so top three, top four: Kim Weiss, Randy Kramer, Nomi Wax, Julie Sack. Yeah. Listen, you could put you could you put Randy Jacobs right in that mix. Yeah, throw Randy, throw Randy right in there, yeah. that pool. Yeah, of course. with her and her friends. Yep, you know what I mean. Yeah. I already. Stuart
1: loving that. Listen,
0: I've done it all in Hollywood, in L.A.
1: Yeah,
0: I've been to Leo's pool.
1: Yeah,
0: I've been to Coachella in the VIP with the girls in bikinis. I was there. I'll put Randy Jacobs' pool yeah. up ag- up against. You mean the Goldman's pool? Or the Goldman's pool. Oh yeah, I'll put the Goldman's pool next to Randy's <laughs> house. Or every once in a while, the Cooper's pool might get lit up, or Kim Weiss's pool. Or Beacon Square, yeah. But I'll put our neighborhood girls,
1: yeah, our neighborhood up ag- girls for
0: sure, in tenth grade up against a 2006 so Coachella, that's that, that's that Palm Spring pool party. You ain't got shit on Detroit. Yo,
1: so that's older than both of
0: us. So that group that we just named is older. Now your age group, my age group, bam, Tina Weiss, Stephanie, T- Stephanie Debbie, Michelle, Colt, um, man, I got April. All the girls were fly. We had a fine grade. Mm-hmm. Kathy Spicer. Hell yeah. Please, me and Kathy won best, best couple. Right. I don't know what that means. Best couple. <laughs> Sixth, Sixth grade. Jim. Yo, but the difference, the difference between My them. girls and my grade were the coolest. They, we right. had a cool girl grade. Jeez. Tina Weiss. We saw your Karen girl, Roten. Right. Shout out, shout out. We didn't have to do Amy that. Kobe picking me up after I got caught, after I ran from the police with Berman. On Sheldon Yellen's motorcycle. like you know, got impounded. You
1: know, the, and the girls didn't have to be traditionally like fine, but their personalities made them over the top.
0: Oh, yeah. No, we had the... we. Uh, listen, I say it all the time. Not everybody loved the neighborhood they grew up in, but we grew up in a real neighborhood, and we were so lucky. We had neighborhood... Like, you know, that's why I write. That's why I want to write more movies. I want to write some Detroit tales. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Southfield tales. Like I need to do my dazed and confused. Yeah. You know I need to do my Southfield movie. I have to get that shit out there. Uh-huh. You know it was too special of a place. It was too lightning in a bottle yeah. to not tell the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean I literally was. We had the old. Newman girls down the street that were older and fine, and doing crazy shit.
1: Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Like yeah. we had the we had the we had the girls that were like you know like the burnout hot burnout girls. Doing drugs in the neighborhood. Had that edgy shit going on. You had Lisa Goodman around the corner. Or Lisa. Please, don't even get us to jump over to the other neighborhood where Mark and Eddie lived. Janice Plotnick. Uh Uh-huh. Best body in the game with the curly, frizzy hair. Come on, Terry Covant? Terry Covant off the chain. Going over to Eric Covant's house just to shoot baskets and pretend I'm not looking at your sister. At the pool. With the bikini. Please. Brenda and her sister, I forgot what their last name was, Brenda, across from the Rubens. She oh, promised man. me she would sleep with me when I turned 16 and my birthday. I just stalked her all day. It <laughs> never happened. I
1: thought,
0: hey. she t- I, th- I thought she took a shower and was no getting ready for it. No you never
1: made it home for the cake. I don't know. Too late
0: to eat. I don't know what happened. Yo, Brenda. We, uh, yo, so my era, it was... Rachel. You had a good looking oh, class. We had a, we we had a cool look. ass class. We had a cool
1: ass class. We had Rachel, we had Jennifer, we had I mean Rachel Schechter, a number one. You had Jennifer Forgash, you had Becky Gruba, you had um uh, uh what's her name? Um Jennifer Risen. Yeah, Jennifer Risen, we had uh a lot of Jennifers. We had Jennifer Loberman. She was fine undercover. Yeah. She had like a woman's body when we were in high school. Totally. You had... Um, we reconnected. We had Kim... <laughs> we had Kim Miller. I mean, the girls that we hung out with. Jill Huberman. Yep. Legend. Fucking legend. A number one legend. I mean, just, and not only that, like, they weren't like fine. Like You, you knew they were fine, but they were so cool and we were all friends. So it was like the girls had your back. You know what I mean? Like you went out as a gang together. It wasn't like you broke off and like like were separated from everything. No. You, you like you stuck together no matter what.
0: Yeah. No, we had the cool. We were lucky as shit, man. Southfield. We were lucky as shit, and don't even bring up the grade in between us, because they quite as kept had a, a gang of superstars: the Paddy McMullins, oh, the Lisi yeah. Weinbergs, oh, the Rachel Carps. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! You know what I mean? Their hell whole yeah. crew was ridiculous. Mara was the Mara, best. please. Oh yeah, you had uh, Monica, um, but yeah, we had neighborhood superstars. We were super lucky. That's all I have to say. Everybody's got neighborhood superstars. I'll put my neighborhood up against yours anytime. Where are you from? Brooklyn. You grew up in Brooklyn. You got that Brooklyn neighborhood swag. All right, Brooklyn. Let's see what's up. Let's see. Send me pictures. All right, stories that need to be told. I want to see your top 10 neighborhood beautiful girls. All right, I'll send you mine. It'll look like a Sports Illustrated catalog. We had the neighborhood of all neighborhoods. It was all going down over there. We were playing chicken, flashlight tag, seven minutes in heaven, three minutes in someone else's room, eight minutes in a closet, 41 minutes in a room. It was all happening in Southfield, Michigan, and it was fantastic. That's right. Anyway, as I speak right now, as I'm talking to you, my brother is in my mom's room scouring, looking for a clicker. Michael, did you take that? I, I've never had your clicker ever. Oh
1: here it is, mom. Where? Right here.
0: Boom! What a shock! What a shock! We found the clicker. The case of the missing clicker is solved. Solved. Clicker, clicker mystery. I found it. Yo, I'm putting up a stories that need to be told challenge. I'm telling people from anywhere. You think you got the coolest, finest girls in the neighborhood? Let's see pictures. We'll, 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 our neighborhood, we'll go toe to toe with Brooklyn. Where are you from? Lauderdale, Miami, I don't care. Yo, we'll put you, All right, we'll put you out. You Hold, on. Hold on, talk to the people. i want to fill up my water. Relax. Relax, done. <laughs> you can't just walk. I away. almost went into vertigo. I haven't been on the ground in months. Yo, Southfield. I think best? I'm done with vertigo. Why am I still talking about it? Oh, wow. Isn't it, is breakthrough it over? Breakthrough moment. Ran,
1: Breakthrough. Mike's done with vertigo. I think it's over. It's over. It's behind us. We're gonna go swimming when we get up north.
0: I can't wait. We're gonna go Petoskey stone hunting too. Good. I'm down.
1: Yo. So let's let's uh, talk about Southfield, man. Southfield. I've been. Uh, we
0: had. Listen. We had male superstars. Yeah, me. Dudes. So, yeah. Athletes. Me. You were a legend. 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 Knocking balls out of the park. Knocking people out. Yeah. yeah. Legend. People are still talking about you. My friends, bro, love you. Yeah. Girls in my grade still talk about you. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. For real. You had the whole neighborhood on lockdown. Everybody was Yo, Do you was have
1: anybody, I mean, who do you have from Southfield on your podcast that, that listens to your podcast? How do you, re, how do you link this to other I take, stations?
0: Bro, I take the link. This is so-called social media. I take the link from SoundCloud of stories that need to be told. I copy it. Then I go paste it on Southfield Lathrop's website. And then people like Marcus Winstead, Eddie Rubin, Mark Rubin, um, Richard Wolf, um, you know. Richard uh, Wolf lived whatever. whatever, Chris Davis. Davis. you Richard know. Wolf lived Kitty Corner from the Waxes. Over yeah. there Off of Valley Crest. Yeah. Yo, so. My point is Mark and people Andy hear Rubin. it. Legends. Legends. Mike Foster. Legend. Legend. Marcus Winstead. Legend. legend. Yo, Mike Foster was the first badass, true badass breakdancer I knew. He was so badass that I got my cousin, who was DJing bar mitzvahs, I got Foster to, we made 50 bucks a pop going to bar mitzvahs. He would kick off every bar mitzvah with a backflip. Kids would go crazy. Yeah, yeah. And we were in high school. He was a super Yo, not only that, he could play guitar. He, yeah. could, he could just play by ear. He would hear a Prince song and then play. He was like our Prince. Yeah, no, he was next level. Yeah,
1: I hope he's doing well. I don't know what's going on with him. But anyway, anybody knows where Mike Foster's at, have him reach out to Mike or Robert Young. It would be great to reconnect with him. But Mark and
0: Eddie Rubin, great guys. Mike Shango. Legend beyond my homeboy, rest in peace. Mike Shango, the original heavyset kid that was an athlete and could whoop everyone's ass. Probably the toughest dude in our area. You know,
1: and one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet in your life.
0: Greatest dude ever, man. My mom would send me to school with my own like personal like four piece chicken drumettes that she would make, yeah. and Shango had the cash money from the from the liquor store that his family owned, and he would buy the chicken drumettes <laughs> off me every day, and I would eat hot lunch, and he would eat mom's chicken, <laughs> and then that gave birth to a friendship, and he, yeah. Yeah. you know, he he had a wild. He lived a wild, fast life, and it caught up to him. Yeah, but, you know he was my boy, my locker partner. Yeah. you know. Yeah. I ran wild for those yeah, for those should, years. We could do a whole episode
1: or two on him alone, and the basement parties that we used to have, that we
0: used to throw, we used to go to. Me, Shango, and Evan one night were at a do-it-yourself car wash at about ten o'clock at night in Berkeley. And Berkeley at the time had some real rough kids running around. And from out of nowhere, a car pulled up. And I was like, yo, something's not right. I was like, this car is not getting in line to, for a car wash. It's just parking. Next thing you know, six dudes jump out. They throw bottles at us. Can't, they're going crazy. It's a full-blown three-on-six brawl. Mm-hmm. And I was already like deep into boxing, so I was... Standing my own ground Like the dude rushed me Went to blast me I blocked it I remember feeling His soft ass bitch fist And then it was game on And we were just going at it And I remember In the middle of the fight Shango's tagging his dude I'm fighting my guys I got two or three guys Coming at me I throw a garbage can at, like, at him like it's a movie. <laughs> I look over, and Evan is running in a zigzag. Nobody could catch him. And these guys, these dudes who really wanted to get at us, they were falling down on the grass. And in the middle of, like, a fight, I started kind of laughing, even though I was, like, super terrified that, right. like, you, you know, you're really scared at a point like that. Right. But I you, remember, but Shango right? was like, yo, Mike, take the keys. Boom. And he gave me the keys. I, I got in the car. He fired, like, three giant rocks at, these, at their uh-huh. car, and it was game on. And he ended up seeing one of those dudes later on, like, three months later somewhere in a bar. Uh-huh. And he whooped the shit out of one of those dudes. Bad. Yeah. Bad, bad. He did not want to fuck with Mike Shango.
1: Yo, you got to be careful who you mess with.
0: Oh, yeah. Don't let a big fella in a pink polo shirt. Don't, don't think that's a soft dude because he's wearing pink with a gold chain. No. Don't, don't fuck with anybody. That might
1: be the extra tough dude that's com- more confident than anybody else. That's well. exactly
0: what he was. He wore all the feminine colors mm-hmm. and will whoop your ass. Fought every tough guy in the area. Everybody that thought they were tough, he, he took on.
1: We had some legendary brawls.
0: Oh, we had some legendary brawls. That'll be its own podcast, probably. We should do our own podcast on the on the on the Lathrop legendary brawl that we were in. I mean, you and I had the most legendary riot the school had ever seen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I,
1: we could do that one. We could do uh,
0: the village in the village, the village. Yeah, you put restaurant. the yeah, you put the manager through a window. That that happened. <laughs> that really Listen, happened. you go through phases in life. You go, you know, you grow up as a kid. You are nice. You want to be nice. You are taught to be nice. Around 12, 13, things can happen. Then you could develop a real attitude depending on how your outlook is. And you could become a fighter or, you know, a criminal, a thief. You could, you know, depending on how you, you know, how you react to, to things.
1: Yeah, you can go down. You know, down.
0: we went down a long, there was a good number of years that fighting was like our thing. And I am not proud of it. I'm just not. I'm not. I love, I love boxing. I love that I could box. Right. I loved, you know, whatever. At the time, we were full of piss and vinegar. You know, you don't know what's running through your veins. You don't right. know why you are the way you are. But, like, I could definitely say nothing really positive came out of the fight. No, remember
1: yeah. the, like the fight in Charlotte that That shook me up. Yeah. Because I thought I, I really, really
0: hurt somebody.
1: Yeah. I think I, I mean I did, but I thought I heard him bad. Like
0: me probably. and Jeff probably got into ten, fifteen fights in the streets yeah. together. Yeah, we're lucky that we even came out of everything. You know, if what you mean? were to
1: do that today, we never would have made it through what we went through. If somebody would have pulled a gun and killed you. Right yeah, yeah, spot. yeah,
0: hundred percent. Somebody pulled a gun on Jeff, and he still didn't give him the money. They tried to give. They're like, "Give me your money." He was like, "No." <laughs> he did not give up his money. He fought with a while the guy had a gun, like. Crazy dumb shit, but everyone's safe now. Knock on wood. Now we got other things to worry about. Right, real life matters. It's a real thing. You know, it's a real thing. Real, but real, Southfield, let's just bring it back full circle, bro. Because I'm getting tired. We're 41 minutes. I out. was tired when we started. Yo, but we had, we got to do a real podcast on
1: Southfield. This was sort of like you just brought it up. We started off talking about Mr. Kraft. Mr. Kraft deserves his own podcast. Absolutely, and we could bring in two or three guys. I think that could sit in, in, in this circle with us. That we sh- and I think we should do that, and I think we should do it at Nick's Coney Island at eleven at Evergreen. My thirty year reunion, high school reunion. I just got some information on it, and I think it's coming up this September. From not, if I'm not mistaken,
0: September or in November. Uh, what are they doing? Know, it? I think
1: September. I think sometime late summer, I think, I'm not sure, I can't give exact dates right now, but maybe once this goes on the link of Lathrop, somebody can hit Mike back and give out some dates on that stuff. I think we need to start connecting with some of the roots of, of where we come from, especially when we're together, because we're so embedded in our in, in where we came from, in our culture, in our our history, and it's so important for the guys that we are today and the people, even that we still, even that we work with or collaborate with, you find like things work out even better when it's from your hometown. You, there's a there's a natural communication level that you have with people that you are connected to by a sidewalk.
0: Yeah, you feel it. You, you feel, feel it. It. There's a connectivity.
1: Nowadays, it's the internet, but back then, our internet were the sidewalks. Totally. So I think we needed to really dive into a little bit of that, because there's some deeper meaning behind that and deeper philosophies that came from that. And the culture that we grew up in that I think now that we're adults we can we can almost we can,
0: we we can almost you
1: know analyze what that is and what that's all about,
0: but oh, I think good should, family makes a good community, good community makes a good city, good city makes a good state, good state blah, 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 blah
1: was that like a schoolhouse rock thing?
0: No, it should have been, but it's like just you know we just come from a great we had lightning in a bottle,
1: yeah we did lightning in
0: a bottle and we had seven in a cartoon motherfucker and it was all about the fun find your fun Yeah, we found the fun in life find your fun in life I'll say that every day we came home from school put our shit away game time what are we doing street hockey basketball baseball softball flashlight tag what are we doing we're playing everybody was playing and the excitement that you got that's the excitement that you want to feel when you're working. That's the excitement you want to feel when you're crafting. Yep. Like that's the excitement I've been re-energized to go find for my comedy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that fire. Yeah, it's the same fire I felt when I knew I was going out to play baseball. You know yeah. what I mean? Literally.
1: That's the fire I have, and that feeling I get when I'm out working.
0: How great is that? You are so lucky. Yeah. For that. For that.
1: Yeah, I feel guilty some, and I don't feel guilty at all. Actually, I love what I do, so i, I But sometimes I'm like, I can't believe how much I enjoy, like, doing what I'm doing. Like, today I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, connecting with people, and all I did was find out, like, about them, and they were so happy to talk about their life and that somebody was interested in their life, and then at the end it was like, hey, and, you know, you guys were talking about the roofs on some of your buildings, we have a roofing division... And you were talking about some of the problems you have with some of your buildings with microbial growth. Hey, we have a remediation division, and we can clean that stuff up for you. But it was so nice to meet you. And they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna definitely keep in touch, and we're doing work with you already. We're gonna do more." And these were new guys, and, and in my world, it was like that's that's that type of seamless shit that. That's how it should be. That's how. That's exactly
0: how it should be. It's almost like, like business is talked about at the end of the hang. Hundred percent. You know. Or like in the middle, or at the end. Hundred percent. So, you don't. Not everyone learns that right away. I didn't learn that right away.
1: Right, and it's, it, so it makes the it makes the the juice worth or the squeeze worth the juice, or the juice worth the. I don't know how that goes. I'm so tired. It's,
0: it's the squeeze is worth the juice.
1: Yeah, so it's not even. But it, but my point is, it's not really a squeeze. It's sort of like I mean, I guess you could use that analogy, but it's really just a, a natural way of being. And if you really love what you're doing, which is a whole nother fucking podcast, if you love what you're doing, it ain't work at all. So do what you love and 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 good will come from it and you'll do well by doing good. and you'll have fun and you'll love yourself and you'll love others and it's it's palpable and it's connections that will last a lifetime. and those relationships, is what the building blocks are for the foundation of anything that you're going to do in life, whether it's entertainment or whether it's restoration or whether it's you know being a doctor or a lawyer or a landscaper or an artist or a performer, connections and relationships is where it's at. and That's how you're going to get through and make
0: your life fulfilled. That's all people want is human connection. Isolation is going to be the death of us. That's why I'm moving out of my apartment, and I can't wait to get a new situation going. I'm done in that dingy-ass, dark, vertigo-driven apartment. Goodbye, Burton Way. I'll see you next time.
1: (laughs) Yo, yo, let me just say one thing before you say goodbye to the podcast. Seriously, Daniel Wax, if you are out there listening to this, which I hope to God you are. Love you, buddy. Or Joel. Yo, let's get together. I miss my boys and uh, love everybody. Southfield, all love.
0: Southfield, Michigan.
1: Yeah, inquire about Southfield. Most of you people on this podcast probably have. If if you know Mike, you've heard the word Southfield. That's where we grew up. Google it. Just Google it. Google Google Southfield. Google the Southfield Athletic Club. The things that Mike and I talk about. The things that you know we. We get deep on that, that, that kind of shaped us. If you just simply Google Southfield, you've, you heard us mention the Southfield Athletic Club where my dad worked, he ran that place. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to see some historical value there. And I
0: think you'll get a deeper perspective of what's who going we on are
1: and what we're all about.
0: All right. So, that being said, me and Sagitt will be in Irvine July, July 13th and 14th. I got people coming to that show. Awesome. Can't wait to meet them. We're going to be in Portland coming up. We're going to be in Oxnard coming up. We're going to be in, um, where else? Hermosa uh, and Kansas City. And then starting in September, we've got a whole slew of new dates. Hermosa
1: is, uh, uh, you and I have been there.
0: Yeah, Hermosa Comedy and Magic. Um, All right, so God bless. Peace. Stories that need to be told. Mike Young, Rob Young, Robert Young. My brother, another great podcast, another solid 48 minutes. You made it sound Oddly like you enough. had
1: two brothers, one named Robert, one named Rob.
0: You've met my both my brothers. I'm Mike Young and Young Mike. This is Rob and Robert. Uh, we're out. Peace. Take me back. When I was a kid, never had to worry one, two, about what back, I did But I'm a man now, i the plan now? Gotta get it down, no time for now Take me back, when I was a kid Never had to worry about what I did But I'm a man now?